everybody i am sean graham scott alongside as always hello scott sean hello um bit of a, a sad occasion to be joining you today yes uh, a tough day here in the world of curling i woke up this morning to the news that thomas ulgerud had passed away thomas ulgerud of course the longtime skip of team norway Passed away from uh, cancer after a long battle with cancer. Uh, not something that was expected for a lot of folks out there, us included. Uh, but Scott, a bit of a gut punch this morning. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, there's lots of people in the curling community that will remember, you know, when Sandra Schmirler passed away uh, and how tough that was for everybody here in Canada, especially. And this one's not too far off, Sean. Uh, maybe not as big a name in Canada, but definitely a huge name in the world of curling. Uh, and, and sort of a surprise, I think, to uh, a lot of us. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I think the first thing I saw this morning was Mike Harris's tweet uh, that this had happened. Uh, so obviously, mm-hmm. I think some people close to him had known, but I, I don't think it, it made it public knowledge. Uh, or at least not to the point that that we knew. So, uh, yeah, a li- little surprising. But let's run down Thomas Ulzrud's resume a little bit, uh, not that we necessarily need to. But one of the greatest players of all time, he was a 12-time world champion championship appearances, uh, was there 12 times. Uh, he won, of course, the world championship in 2014 in Beijing, silver the next year in Halifax. He also has three bronze medals to his name. European championship appeared 17 times, won twice in 2010 and in 2011, a pile of silvers and a pile of bronze. Also the world junior championship skipped Norway to a bronze medal in 1988, three Olympic appearances, perhaps most famously the first one in 2010 in Vancouver, silver medal there, losing to Kevin Martin in that final. But that, I think, Scott, is where a lot of casual fans, or even not casual fans, like non-curling fans, that's where they met Thomas Ulzrud and Team Norway because of the pants. Vancouver is where the pants really became a thing. And for as much as and in interviews, Thomas would always talk about that it was it was Christopher Sva's idea. He was the one who bought the pants, but they really became mm-hmm. associated with that team, and as a result, really became associated with Thomas Ulzrud. Yeah, and and it was sort of a the embodiment of the fun attitude of that team. You know, they were such a great curling team, mm-hmm. uh, skill wise, but uh, the added flair and a little bit of personality uh, as you say it was Christopher Sva's idea but the whole team sort of embraced it and I was there Sean in 2010 at those Olympic Games and that was the talk in the crowd at the time it wasn't it wasn't about wow this Kevin Martin rink might be the best of all time it was 
hey, have you seen these crazy pants the Norwegians are wearing? <laughs> uh, and would even erupt at times into chants of, we like your pants. We like your pants. We like your pants. And yeah, signs, everything. It, it really made the curling event stick out as something that was like a little f- more fun and less mm. stoic than other curling events. Yeah, I, I think it was the first time that curling went viral. And I, I don't know if things were really going hmm. viral at that point, but that really was the first Olympics with more of a social media presence. It was more commonplace mm-hmm. at that point. So it, th- there was something there that allowed these guys to spread around the games uh, and word of what they were doing to spread around the games. And uh, it was pretty cool to see the different pants, what they came up with. Of course, over the years, they continued it with the different styles and mm-hmm. it really became their signature. And I, I, and you're right. It's not just about sort of wearing the pants. It what It's what that kind of embodied for that team. And when you see interviews of Thomas Wilsrud or the other guys too, they would talk about, yeah, we go to a spiel. We're going to go out and have a nice meal and some wine uh, when we're not playing. We're going to, we're going to embrace it. We're going to have a good time mm-hmm. uh, while we're doing this. And that came out on the ice when they were playing certainly fierce competitors, but we're also very obviously having a good time. And uh, from everything that you've read today, that translated off the ice for Thomas Ulzrud as well. It's, it's nobody, and and not just today, but in the years that we've followed this, I, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about Thomas Ulzrud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, n- never anything bad. Lots of uh, great memories from the curlers have come out today. Uh, but <clears throat> sort of the, the fun and generous uh, spirit that he was within the game uh, to sort of put a, put a button on that pants story, Sean, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> we saw them in Vegas do the, the wiggle yeah. to get their pants on. So they start with the pants on their ankles and they would not use their hands and would <laughs> somehow be able to get the pants all the way up. And this was just like something that was programmed into the into the event uh yeah. it was well known enough that uh hey we're gonna have these guys pull their pants up without using their hands yeah they had music and queued up and they danced and did, did the, the crowd whole thing. yeah the crowd went wild uh <laughs> so yeah like true uh true showman uh thomas thomas Ulzrud and the rest of his team yeah that got the biggest cheer of the week <laughs> yeah i think even more shot. than even more than Team North America winning on the <laughs> yeah. last second shot. It was, uh, right. it was the pants. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just, uh, yeah, just, uh, really a showman, as you said, a uh, wonderful person and, uh, certainly condolences to his family and, uh, only 50 years old. Uh, so certainly way, way too young to be talking about uh, this sort mm-hmm. of thing with Thomas Ulzrud. Scott, I, I do want to talk though. You were, as you said, you were at those Olympic games in 2010 where the pants really went viral. And, and for as much as that was the signature moment in, in the career in terms of launching them into the, the next level where more people knew who they were, they're already great players, but that kind of took them to another level. Mm-hmm. That gold medal game against Kevin Martin and Team Canada I, I don't know if anybody else could have done what they did in that game. Now, they lost the game, of course. Like, But uh, the fact that they were within the game and it, it 
sort of got out of hand towards the end, but they they played well. They dealt with a hostile environment early in the mm-hmm. game. Somebody yelled during Thomas's shots when he was about to kick out. You know, it, it was as, as hostile of a curling environment as you could get for an opponent. And those guys, they, I remember watching it and thinking they're they're still in it. They're not being overwhelmed by it, and they seem to still be having a good time with it. And you know, at the end when. I think Kennedy's in the hack. The crowd starts singing, oh, Canada. Canada has enough time that they let them sing. They don't let the game go on. You know, Mm Olsrud and those guys were cool. Like, they were cool with it. They didn't get angry. They they, they just went along. And I don't know how many teams could have kept their composure throughout the game and been as gracious and wonderful as they were while still being obviously disappointed that they didn't win the game. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think that a lot is revealed about you as a person in moments where you are not successful and you have not done what you set out to do. And obviously they took the ice that day to win the game. But I think a lot more was revealed about the four of those guys in losing than had they necessarily won the game, which obviously what they would have preferred to have won. But, you know, Mm. I I take that. If you go back and that game's online, if you go back and watch it. Yeah. Hugely disappointing for them. But you, you really, for as much as we do talk about, you can't really get a sense of who someone is on TV. That one, I think, might be as close as you can get to to seeing the, the true people who were out there wearing those Norway jerseys that day. Yeah, for sure, for sure. They were very gracious uh, in that loss. They they had been the bronze medalists the, the last two years before at the Worlds. So it wasn't like unprecedented for them to get to that gold medal game. They were a, a very good team. But I think everybody was kind of geared up for martin versus david murdoch uh in sort of the rematch right but uh norway happened to uh get into that gold medal and uh yeah it was uh it it was just a great game all around uh thomas olsrud played really well i've got it here well he shot 72 percent, so i guess not as good but he he was just brought down by a couple of misses um, but I remember him having like really good draw weight all week uh, and and sort of making the team sort of rise to the moment, uh, which they hadn't been able to do before. And you're right. I don't think anybody could have beaten that Team Canada on that day in that place. But the way that they handled it was uh, world class. And I think that's a, a word that I'm seeing a lot today in describing Thomas Olsrud as world-class. Yeah, world-class player, world-class person. And a showman, as you said, not just with the pants, but if you go on YouTube, there's tons of clips of, at one point, he rolled the rock down the ice uh, at the end yeah. of a blowout game. Uh, you know, he, he he was into it, and he was into putting on a show for the fans. And, uh, you know, he, he got it, if I could sort of just put it that way. He sort of understood what the sport was about and what live curling uh, is about as well. So... Uh, mm-hmm. A terrible loss uh, for the sports um, and, and certainly for the Norwegian curling community, but for the curling community in general. Uh, so sending our best to everybody out there as, uh, as yeah, you just hate to hate. Like, I hate that we're talking about it. I, I hate that yeah. we have to do this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sad day for everyone. Absolutely. So uh, with that, uh, this is going to be the show. 
this week. Uh, just standalone, just talk with Thomas Lillsrud, uh, how wonderful of a player and a person he was. And with that, I'm going to give the last word to Thomas Olsrud. Here's a couple of clips of him. First from the 2010 World Championship and then a 2013 interview that he did with World Curling TV. So we'll talk to everybody next week. Keep those brooms on the ice. Don't dump that intern. I started curling when I was 10 years old, and it was actually my stepfather who was a curler at the time, so he brought me along, and I, since I've been loving the sport since then. My favorite curling moment uh, has to be the Olympics in Vancouver. It was just the perfect two weeks. Uh, we were on a good roll. We ended up winning silver. We lost the final to Canada, but still uh, we were in the hot spot, you know, with the press from Norway and Europe and probably the whole of the world was watching curling. And it was just a great moment. Probably when most people think of curling in Norway men's team, they probably think of the trousers, you know, and this all gets started just uh, before the Olympics. The Norwegian Curling Federation gave us some uh, t-shirts to play in and they were actually grey and, and black, you know, and we were playing in black pants. We thought, this is boring, you know, we need some cold to, to lighten this up, you know. So one of the guys went, on, uh, went online on the web and, and found these crazy golf pants. And they're actually quite stretchy as well, so they're perfect for curling and um, I can play in these pants. My favorite way to relax away from curling is uh, probably a good game of golf with my buddies. Uh, actually me and Torger, the, the guy playing third on the team, we play a bit of golf together. There is always some betting, so uh, I ended up getting my shoes polished and stuff like that. Or just beating you for a drink in a bar afterwards, that's, that's a good way to relax for me. I always beat him. I think, as a, especially as a skip, you have to, you have to almost be borderline to be a bit cocky. You have to say, of course, I'm going to make this one. You know, okay. if, if you if you sit there and doubt yourself, I'm not sure I'm going to make this. You're never going to make it. So you have to at least tell yourself in your head, you know, this is I'm going to make this one. We have some uh, coaches from the Norwegian Olympic Federation try to tell us what to eat and not to eat. <laughs> uh, how should I put this? We don't always listen. We're, we're a little bit like old school. Uh, even if we play tournaments, we sometimes go out for a good steak and a couple of uh, one or two glasses of red wine or whatever. I mean, do what you're used to. You know, if if you, uh, I'm used to th that. You know, so if I should completely change it and only drink water and eat salad, <laughs> I wouldn't play well. <laughs>